Good morning, everybody. Hey, welcome to Thursday. It's Jobs Day. It is October 20th. We'll look at how the jobs ended up today. Look at how things ended up yesterday in the marketplace, which was a pleasant surprise. With that, uh, we'll just uh, wait for uh, Dave to join us here in just a few moments. Before we do that, though, let's not forget that uh, there's a lot of things that you and I cannot control, but we can control how much risk we have in your portfolio. You just need to know what that risk is and how to take control of it. Give us a call at 863-382-0037. Schedule your core retirement design. That we got Dave coming up next. 105.7 Highlands Light FM. Good morning. It's 841 here, 19 now before 9. Time to uh, check in on Wall Street and see what's going on with the money bags up there. And uh, well, it was an off day yesterday after a couple of up days. Let's see if we can get some momentum back today. Let's check in with Philip Stadler from Stadler Financial Services, who is on the phone even as we speak. Philip, good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning, Dave. Doing well today as we're getting close to winding down this uh, week. And uh, yesterday, I guess you could say it wasn't a bad day. We didn't end up in the green like we would like, but it wasn't an off uh, off day like we've had in the past. Yeah, it was not exactly a tanking, but at the same time, the Dow was off by just about an even 100 points, which in the 30,000 range is only about a third of a percent. S&P was down two-thirds of a percent, down 25, and NASDAQ was down about 85 hundredths of a percent, down 92 yesterday. In the context of the kind of wild swings we've had, that was almost a kiss in your sister day compared to what we've seen, isn't it? It is, you know, it's 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 sad, right? We look at it now and say, well, it's just a so-so. Not nothing to get excited about because we're so used to seeing those two and a half, three percent, four percent declines now that uh, hey, less than one percent doesn't get us excited anymore. <laughs> Which really kind of sad. I mean, we used to say, okay, a tenth of a percent every day or so, that's a good number. Now all of a sudden, if it's not two percent in a single day swing, we're disappointed by not having anything to talk about. Uh, lead story on the financial news today is the lead story in the world news as well. We got to make mention of it because it's uh, doubtless going to change European markets a bit. Uh, Prime Minister of Great Britain, Liz Truss, about five, ten minutes ago, announced that she was resigning. That was kind of the perfect textbook example of walking into an office and trying to do way too much, way too fast. And she completely lost the confidence of the British investment markets, didn't she? Yeah, she really did. Can you say short timer? She was definitely a short timer. <laughs> yep. I mean, uh, she managed to get, uh, I guess, confirmed by the queen before she passed. And, and, and now it's so uh, what's that less than three months, right? Yeah, we, she didn't even last 90 days there. And it, from everything I've read, and it was basically she wanted to go back to basically doing Margaret Thatcher's type of economic policy. Well, Maggie did things gradually, and Great Britain didn't even know they were a capitalist country until she'd finished the job because she did it so gradually. Uh, Trust wanted to basically turn everything back all at once and uh, – uh, well, that's obviously not going to make the other side of Parliament uh, feel good about it because Labor was opposed to anything she wanted to do, but it scared the pants off her own side of the aisle as well, and that pretty much spelled her demise all at once. Yeah, it did. It did. So it's uh, it's sad, and, you know, the governments over there, they're really strange anyway because they, they, they can change leadership and prime ministers so fast and so often that uh, sometimes it makes your head spin. 
Yeah, parliamentary government is a different form, of, a different breed of cats to what we're used to here completely. But nevertheless, we'll have a new prime minister of Great Britain in about a week or so. Uh, before we get to the numbers, I was kind of interesting. I've got a friend that I meet on a regular basis who uh, is a uh, an addicted market watcher. Uh, he's got some equities in his IRA. He's not in bad shape, but every time the market goes down, it's oh my god, I'm going to lose all my money. And I keep telling him, my friend, you're 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 not you're not done yet. I found an article showing nine stages to a bear market, and this particular one, you always say the final stage is uh, capitulation. And this one agrees, but the article said we're we're barely up to stage four of this bear market yet, with a couple of uh, you know failed rallies and whatnot. That's not exactly an optimistic outlook for the day. But I think the bottom line, and you would I agree with this, is people we ain't done with this yet, are we? No, we're not. We're going to continue to see volatility. As I've sat down with clients uh, over the last couple of weeks, looking into 2023, I mean, I think we're going to have more volatility um, throughout probably. My guess is most of next year. Absolutely. I've been preaching for a long time these three-quarter percent interest rate bumps that the Fed's been doing in rapid succession. It takes at least three to five months for the impact of those bumps to actually be felt or actually be seen. Uh, that means if they do it again on the 1st of November, we're not even going to really feel the effect of the entirety of this interest rate increase in total until we're into March or April of next year, which is semi-scary because when you look at the kind of a ratio of an increase that we've had, uh, we don't know what the Sam Hill is going to happen with the economy next year. No, we really don't because you're right. Those interest rate hikes have not really shown up yet in our numbers, um, but they will when they do. Uh, we need to be prepared to make sure that our portfolios are ready uh, for the, that type of volatility. Absolutely. I mean, it's kind of reflecting in the uh, in the uh, in the quarterly reports that we're getting through on earnings season. We really haven't seen the interest rate and uh, economic function drops in you know, in, in profitability and rises in expenses yet because, well, they haven't issued any new bonds to speak of at the new interest rates. So we really, we haven't seen the full effect yet. Well, we got basically a slowing economy that's affecting the uh, quarterly reports and not necessarily the monetary policy so far. Well, that, that's true. And let's face it that, you know, bonds are down significantly, uh, not just government bonds, but the, the value of corporate and municipal bonds are down as well because interest rates have gone up so much that uh, I think the last look I had at the bond index uh, it was down well over 10%. So, um, I, you know, I just don't call that a safe uh, safe investment, Dave. Not for preservation of principle by any measure. On the other hand, it's a buying opportunity if you got spare change because I'm looking at 4.55-plus percent yields on the two-year Treasury bills because they're getting sold like chiclets. That makes the base value a lot less and the yield a lot higher. That, that's right. Everything is skyrocketing when we look at interest rates. I mean, you're right. The two years up over mine's actually almost at 5.6, I mean, 4.6 right now. Uh, the 10-year cost way over the, the four is at 4.14 right now. And uh, and the 30 years at 4.15. So, I mean, all those numbers, the yield continues to go up. And that's just, uh, well, I mean, the Fed, that's what they want to see. But that's yeah, not what I want to see. 
Yeah, that means the principal value is going down, which is not good news for people that actually have them. Uh, we were talking about looking for the effect of the interest rate bumps. Aren't seeing it on the employment market yet. The government data dump for the morning is uh, initial jobless claims. We only, and it actually went down, uh, only 214,000 people filed jobless claims last week. That was well under what the market expected and were pretty well flat. No great change to speak of in terms of continuing claims. So our employment market is still quite hot, which is exactly what the Federal Reserve people don't want to see. You're right, Dave. And that's, uh, I will tell you, when that number came out this morning, you saw the futures take a nosedive um, from, I think I saw that the Dow was up like almost at 200 points and now it's well below um, 50. Not what we wanted to see. That's so much for that notion of uh, momentum going on. Got a couple of other things that are probably likely to kick us where it hurts later on today because we've got existing home sales and uh, the leading index figures all coming out at 10 a.m., which is probably not going to impress investors all that much. No, I'm, I'm, that existing home sales number is going to be important, and we'll see what the markets do when that number comes out because that, that will truly be an indicator. It absolutely will. And we've got quarterly reports coming out, and I'm sure there's a couple, three worthy of mention. The one that really hit me when I saw the top line, anyway, and we don't have a lot of details. Uh, Tesla didn't make the numbers, huh? Yeah, Tesla um, had lower than expected revenue uh, for the quarter. They cut, this is one of those things that hurt you, you know, they cut their full year delivery target. Um, they did actually make a better than expected profit for the quarter. But uh, but that, uh, you know, reducing their full year delivery number uh, is not uh, impressing people at all. They're down actually uh, a little. Well, I just changed. They're, they're down six point three percent right now. Ooh, yeah, I was going to say the delivery projections probably are more sensitive to Tesla than anybody, because for years the rap on them was they could build a great car, but couldn't deliver very many. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As a matter of fact, they're getting really close to their 52 week low right now. No poop. Any other indications? Anything to make us smile at all? Well, let's get some bad news out of the way first. Um, let's talk a little bit about a local company, uh, Nucor. Nucor mm. reported, and uh, they they didn't quite measure up this quarter. They missed on revenue. They missed on earnings. Um, and then to top it all off, uh, they, they didn't give very good uh, – indication as to the fourth quarter being any better. A matter of fact, because of economic uncertainty, increasing challenging market conditions, they uh, they say the fourth quarter is still going to be a, a hard quarter for them to, uh, to make some money. So they're actually trading down today 4%. Yeah, I see them on the bottom of my uh, on the bottom of my big loser list this morning. They're very construction sensitive, given what they make in the metals field. So I would imagine that's a side a sidelight to the construction industry. Well, definitely that, that's true. And let's face it, here you know at our plant here locally, they make rebar, so that's mm -hmm. uh, that's definitely a construction item there. So hey, on the other front, we've got AT and T reported. They uh, had better than expected uh, earnings and better than expected revenue for the third quarter. Uh, some pretty impressive things here. Their wireless revenue rose 5.6%. Um, that's the best quarterly improvement that they've had in over a decade. So wow. that was kind of, yeah. And their postpaid phone additions came in higher than expected. So some good news there for AT&T. 
uh, they're trading up a little over 3.6% this morning. Ooh, then, that's a change from my delayed quotes, too, so the trend is in the right direction as well. Yesterday, uh, I think we had United Airlines reported. Today, we've got American Airlines reported. Uh, they also beat on top and bottom line for the third quarter. Just like United, they're seeing uh, travel demand continue to surge despite uh, the recession worries right now. And so uh, American Airlines is, uh, well, they just flipped on me. Uh, they were up earlier. Uh, they were up like 2.6%. Well, now they're down 1.8%. That just shows how fast things can change. Well, poop. One or two more, and then we got to close. All right. So we got IBM. One yeah. of the good old guys, right? So IBM, uh, they uh, they had a good quarter. Uh, they raised their full-year outlook for revenue. And so they're trading up 4.8% this morning. And let's close with uh, not such good news. Um, Allstate, Allstate um, down 10% or better this morning. They, uh, they, they, I don't know if they actually issued their third quarter, quarter or if they're just giving some guidance, right? Third quarter loss would be bigger than expected uh, because of uh, Ian is, uh, it, it hurt them and they expect even more losses in the third quarter. They're trading down a little over 11 and a half percent. You might want to call it mayhem, right? Exactly. There you go. Right, right <laughs> off their TV ad. As mentioned, we had a slight update yesterday on the major indexes. How we doing 45 minutes early this morning, Philip? Well, let's just say we've stabilized maybe a little bit. The Dow is actually up about two-tenths of a percent. Uh, the S&P 500 keeps uh, going back and forth. Uh, uh, you know, uh, a dollar here green, a dollar there red. So it's kind of oscillating back and forth. The NASDAQ 100 is down a little over a tenth of a percent right now. The silver making a big jump this morning, up 1%, gold's up a quarter, and then crude oil's up one point, a little over 1.1% to $85.50 a barrel right now. And that's, again, about the same zip code as yesterday, which is good news. Overseas markets, the uh, Asian rim, pretty much uniformly off, not by a monster number, but off at the close early this morning. Curiously, great British markets are up by a little bit after Liz Truss's resignation. Mixed bag for the rest of the European theater at the moment. Somebody needs some stability, figure out how to be able to get through this without losing their shirt. That takes some planning and a good pair of eyes. How do I find you to use your eyes, Philip? Dave, that's why we developed the core retirement design to help people design the retirement they always dreamed of. Give us a call at 863-382-0037 to schedule your phone consultation. We'll see, make sure you're on the right path. And then join us this weekend for the Saturday Financial Radio Show, 6 a.m. and noon on Saturday, 10 a.m. Sunday morning on Highlands News Talk 730, 95.3 FM. And one more time for the week tomorrow morning with you and me. Thank you so much, and I'll catch you then, Philip. All right, man. You have a great day. Thank you. It's 105.7 Light FM and Statler Financial Services. Philip Statler. Hey, folks. Again, I want to thank you for joining us today. It's, uh, man, we're starting this uh, fourth quarter off. And uh, I hope you'll join us again tomorrow, same time, same place. Until then, have a great day.